0: You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership, and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust. How y'all doing today?
2: Pretty good.
3: All right. yeah,
1: pretty good pretty Ooh, nice yeah. uh, what day are we pretending that this is <laughs> this is that's a good question. this is uh, it's like mid-october I think because I'm like, like right
3: now we're we're dealing with a hurricane or a tropical storm but I don't know
1: if that
2: you know we might be dealing with one then too. Who knows? I don't know what you're talking
1: about, Pat This is like in the middle of the fall. My birthday's coming up pretty soon.
2: Uh, oh, nice. our birthday
1: is coming up? <laughs> what
3: are that's you gonna to right, <laughs> our birthday? What are you gonna choose as your like in character level up thing?
2: Ooh. Um Oh that's a
1: good question.
3: Uh
2: maybe a new group?
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey that's that that that's a gift for all of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. What the listeners don't know is that Adam and I share a birthday. Well no, we have
2: a, we have a birthday in common. We don't always share it. Yeah, and <laughs> you can only get half. That's the true.
1: <laughs> that's that's
2: true. That's true.
4: And what the hell are you going to do with half an Xbox?
2: I don't know, but I know what I'm going to do with half a Transformers collection. Because <laughs> they play, you can play a two player game.
5: <laughs>
2: Yo, yep, two people yep. can share an Xbox.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Yep. I don't know. I think I'd, uh, I actually think I'd like to, to maybe run something, uh, for you guys for my birthday this year. Uh, we, we did that a couple of years ago, Adam. Uh, it was, it was actually back before we started, uh, Empire of Rust. It was, uh, uh, we actually ran, uh, Mechamorphosis, uh, the, the spiritual, like, intro to, to Empire of Rust for, I think, two sessions, was it?
2: Yeah. Begin the, uh, uh, the flashback sequence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah no that was a that was actually really really great time it was a, a neat little one shot that we we did well it actually turned out to be more of a two shot than anything else because i can't fucking run a one shot to save my life <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was given a little bit extra that's you all over
1: yep yep we do uh, we just did a, a recording for uh for transmissions it was supposed to be a one shot turned into two of course just like anything else
4: and a lot more episodes, probably than you expected. I imagine. I mean, you were expecting what? Seven episodes?
1: I. W- <laughs> That's a, g- a great question. I was hoping for three, maybe four. I got six out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. But yeah, something else I- I'd love to run is the uh, the the Wendy's one shot. What's
4: that? Oh, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, you showed me- I just think you showed me that.
1: Wendy's uh, uh, released a uh, an RPG. Back in, oh man, when was it? Back in 2017, 2018? So that's been a couple of years.
2: Was it that long? And, ago?
1: Yeah, it really was. It was before the pandemic.
2: Wow. Oh, I knew it was before the pandemic, mm. but that that far? 2018, maybe?
1: Honestly, I mean, I think it might even been 2016 or 2017. But, uh, I but think yeah, it was it's
0: 2019.
2: Really? I want to say it was, say it was, it was pretty know, close to just before the pandemic.
1: I think it was before that.
2: Either way, we'll, we'll find it out. Seems
1: we'll a figure lot, that part out.
4: a lot less time when you, when you mentally blotted out all of 2020. All right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, and I, I picked up the, the, the PDF for it. I was looking through it. The artwork is just amazing. It is so, so good. They really, <laughs> really hired some professional artists for this. It's so great.
2: Some artists that obviously really needed to eat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, will pay you in food. And,
1: and it just looks so interesting and so amazing, and then I, I read through like the whole thing, and then I realized that you get like bonuses and buffs if you're eating Wendy's food. And it's like, <laughs> uh, it's like son of a bitch, like, I, I love Wendy's, but I can't eat Wendy's for the entire session. I'll get a buff for like 10 minutes while I'm eating a burger, and then that's it, I'm done. Well,
3: you, you just got to bite, you got to bite size them. Just...
2: Yeah, you got you to make small bites, make it last. It's like the
3: equivalent oh. of like a meta magic feat. Like you have to like extend your meal, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: nibble, nibble. <laughs> but yeah, if, if I could actually make it work somehow, I would love to run a, a one of the one shot, one of the Wendy's one shots. That'd, that'd be really cool. Yeah. What about you, Adam? What do you think? Have you? Uh, this it been like a one shot you've really wanted to run?
2: Something memorable that you've played or are done? Mm, not so much a one shot. I'd, I'd like to do something of a tie-in with uh, some of the more epic games and campaigns that I've run, you know, something to, to tie them all together for for my closest friends, such as you, Kill that, uh, you know, I could bring in some NPCs that you all remember, and uh, just something really over-the-top crazy, like uh, the end of the Avatar, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender series there, something like that where you know all the npcs come back
1: kind of Ooh. like a little coda mission to kind of wrap things up like order of the white lotus kind of come back or yeah
2: yeah something like that but uh you know something that would also tie together several different campaigns into one giant adam adamverse adamverse
1: yeah <laughs> the adamverse
2: the adamverse Everyone's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: I've been thinking about a Victorian campaign like to run, not really a one-shot. Um, although there was something that sort of tickled my fancy uh, several years ago. There was a book um, I actually bought for my kids, but called "Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods," which is sort of like a book of like folk tales that were like invented by loggers and stuff like that about really bizarre and silly creatures. And you never really know how much they really believe in them, but they came up with like sort of like almost like a role playing light game to go along with it. I don't really remember what the rules were, but I was thinking of looking back into it sometime. Almost like it, almost like it's sort of a, a storytelling game.
1: Are we? Are you talking about stuff like Americana kind of legends, like Paul Bunyan kind of stuff like that, or yeah, sort of more
4: obscure? Yeah, a little more obscure than that though. It's like like, like deeper European I mean,
2: it, legends. It, it,
4: it's sort of sillier than that. I mean, really. Let's see if I can come up with an example.
1: Uh, <laughs> not, not the Brothers Graham, right?
4: <laughs> the Tripodero, aferis Geocatalopolis, uh, usually seen around construction camps and engineering jobs. Seldom found around logging works except where railroad location and construction work is going on. Blah, blah, blah. He's not a fast traveler, but his extension legs, just like a transit, make it possible for him to prowl close to the ground. On spotting game, he slowly extends these legs until he gains a clear sight over the brush. Focusing the four-power scope, the rifled gun-like beak is carefully trained on the victim. You get the idea.
6: (laughs) This just seems bizarre.
4: It is bizarre. I mean, these are silly stories, I think, they were told by lumberjacks, and some of them might be newer, some of them might be really old, but uh, they're they're ridiculous, but the guy wrote a book about them, and they came up with like a role playing game about it too. So, huh? Well, I'm having trouble finding it right now.
2: But well, that's what happens when uh, you spend too much time in the woods making your own paper.
1: <laughs> Side hill gouger. That sounds kind of neat. There's a there was a podcast called uh, "Old Gods of Appalachia." Mm-hmm. It it kind of feels a little bit like that. I mean that that podcast has certainly a darker tone to it than what you're describing, but but yeah, it, it it kind of feels like that. Like there's there's this hidden other world kind of in the woods, like of the United States, and we just because we we because we're a more scientific minded country, we don't really look at it that much.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That sounds intriguing, too. I mean, this is like a silly version of that. The further you get from society and society's dependency on science, the more you enter the realm of the Twilight Zone.
1: What about you, Mike? You've actually run quite a, a number of regular like one shots for, for us. I remember the Halloween one shot that you, uh, you ran.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about doing another one around Halloween as well. I'd like to do Ten Candles again. That was fun. I really liked that game.
1: Ten Candles was uh, was interesting. The system, or is that the name of the adventure?
0: It's a system. Okay. It uh, basically involves having ten candles around the table, and you play these characters, and they, at the end of the game, they will all be dead. So you kind of determine how the story goes to their death. And Spoiler alert. Yeah. And every time <laughs> a candle goes out, the scene that you're in ends, and a new scene will begin. And the less candles that are lit, the less dice you have to roll to succeed on whatever you're doing. And when you fail a roll, you'll blow out another candle. So once they start going out, it starts
4: a quick decline. <laughs> Some of our sessions, so we'd last about five minutes. Yeah,
2: and if you blow them out by <laughs> accident, it <about> counts. <laughs> 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 yeah so let's not play with rob <coughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, if i'm going i'm taking you with me
3: yeah, It's oh. like let's let's play uh, let's play hard mode just like right off the bat blow out two candles yeah. what come on dude <laughs> no
4: nah, he'd bring he'd bring those like relighting ones <laughs> <laughs>
2: These are my candles. You can't have them.
1: Yeah, when we did play that, it was it was really really interesting. You turned the lights out and yeah. everything, and we were just doing it by candlelight, and like it, it was just getting like darker and, and darker and dimmer and dimmer. It was yeah, it was it was a really interesting uh, game to play.
3: The recordings that you had to make, I thought were great.
1: Yeah, at the very beginning
0: right. of the game, um, you take an audio recorder, and everybody will record, you know, a little snippet in there. Like from the character about like how they get to the place they are, what they're planning on doing and stuff. And at the end of the game, once everybody's dead, you're in complete blackness. All the candles are out. You play the recording of everybody. Jeez. It makes it very interesting.
3: Wow. <laughs> it was it was really fun.
4: It reminds me of the role. That sounds like the role playing version of that. What is that game you that um, that you make? You, you have to make sure all the characters have the worst ending possible.
1: Gloom. Oh, gloom. gloom yeah. Yeah. Gloom.
4: Yeah. The worst thing you can do is, like, give one the enemy's characters, like, a happy ending, you know? <laughs>
1: Gloom's in the trippy game right there. Yeah. Clever, though.
3: I don't tend to run uh, one-shots. I tend to, like, I I very rarely get what I want done in a short amount of time. So it's, like, I, I like the, the, the path of, of growth. Like, I'm better at designing and running campaigns than I am at one-shot stuff. You
1: and me both.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, like, I... I don't know. I I don't. It's not my instinct. I don't. I've never been like, oh man, I want to run this one shot. Like I've never said that in my life, other than just now. So, <laughs> in parody, I mean, I enjoy <laughs> playing them. Like you know, I mean, I've played you know bunches of one shots and like they're they're fun, but they're a very different way for me to play. Yeah, it was just a little
4: bit of a different mentality because like if you, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but uh, if you remember how what happened at the end of our one shot with the transmissions. I probably would have been a lot more bummed at the end if it would have been, you know, ongoing.
3: Right. You know, and I I know, like, that was a thing, like, the the build that I had made for, for that other adventure, I'm like, is radically different than a character I would want to play if I was going to be playing that with any sense of continuity. And I tend to like the continuity character builds more than the one-shot character builds.
4: And it's funny, I mean, I I, I I sort of like the idea of doing one-shots just because it, you know, have something that you just take up with complete improvis- improvisation, like without any warning, you know, and see what you can do with it, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, I mean, obviously it's not the same as a planned one-shot, you know. A planned adventure would probably be longer, you know, I don't, to that degree I do any planning at all.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, I got no segue for this, so you know what let's just jump right into our game, yeah, our not one shot <laughs> <laughs> the continuing adventures of our heroes who have continually avoided putting a team name together
2: yeah this is uh this is the sixty four shot. <laughs> So you have
1: presented your evidence to the High Council here, and it is, uh, it is at the end of day one, and you have retired from the courtroom. And Wildstrike and Carapace are on the way back to the ship along with uh, the rest of you to just gather together and figure out what's going on here, because Sweet Spot and Magnum and Pythagoras were in the courtroom dealing with uh, day two, whereas Wild Strike and Carapace were off meeting a small bot over near a restaurant that was who was getting beaten up, and the two of you saved him. His name is uh, his name is Nico N Y C O, and he had some evidence for you. He had said that uh, he was privy to a conversation between Quick Switch and then-administrator uh, Alexia Gins. No, I'm sorry. It was a uh, uh, Gins, I believe I would said.
3: Yeah, I would have gotten that wrong.
1: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> That's <blue> type. Type. <laughs> We will pick up this scene here right before you guys gonna retire for the day before uh d- day three starts uh, is there anything that the four of you want to uh to compare notes on before we get into day three and the uh, the defense
3: so we're actually together and can like talk privately and all this kind of stuff now
1: yes so correct me if I'm wrong did um did you guys bring Nico with you I
3: think so I
1: think yeah, I I believe you did.
3: We probably would, and we would probably try to disguise him if at all possible.
1: Nikki, is that
3: that you? (laughs) Nikki, was he a robot? Does he transform? I can't remember. He's a
1: robot. Can he? He, Can he transform? uh, Though he didn't. He did not transform, and neither of you had done a life science check on him. Well, I'm I'm going to ask him. Can you transform? Uh, Yeah, he'll he'll tell you that. Yes, he uh, he can transform. He seems to be a little cagey about what he can transform into. But he does say that he can, he does tell you who can transform.
2: Okay. Um, That's okay. Carapace is pretty good at the manual transformation. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Force uh-huh. him
2: into it.
3: Yeah. And
4: he wants to transform if you try hard enough.
3: <laughs> the, I know, right? It's, <laughs> it's like all mushrooms are edible, some are only edible once. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, no, the, the reason I, I bring it up is that someone might recognize you. So if you have a, an alt form that is. More concealable then that might be useful.
4: His old form's actually a
3: truck with a big sign on it. With well, I was face just going to say, like, depending on what it is. So. <laughs>
2: it's a it's a
1: parade float. <laughs> <laughs> While checking Carapace, you two can give me a quick diplomacy check.
2: Uh, this can would I? be fun. Diplomacy. If you can.
3: Ooh, uh, eighteen on the die, which means I have an eighteen. I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> you transform into fucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's as diplomatic as he gets.
3: I'm like, hey, I, I'm not the one who's going to die if we if you're discovered. So, you know,
1: <laughs> and yeah, you you managed to convince him to uh, transform. Y- yes, yes, I I, I can transform. You and he kind of gets this like almost shifty look. That's kind of like looking back and forth. You'll you'll have to you'll have to hold me. Okay, closer. Closer. And he will transform into a weapon.
3: Okay. Okay. What kind of
1: weapon? Like a melee weapon, a gun, a uh, a rifle, yeah. uh, specifically a, a a long arm. Okay. It's just a
2: long arm with a fist <laughs> of <on> a <the> spring. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, <laughs>
3: some arms
2: are longer than others.
1: Think of it more as a really long, extra sharp arm. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, so you two are gonna pick him up and uh, conceal him. Uh, anyone in particular want to do it?
0: Yeah, sure. I have a bunch of long arms, anyways.
1: Makes perfect sense. Kind of hides right in your uh, right in your pack there. All right, cool. So yeah, you uh, you you convince him to to transform. Uh, he's taking like a lot of a uh, uh, trust into you, uh, simply because he's you're pretty much responsible for carrying him around now. Um, but it, he does agree that it does make a lot more sense to be hidden right now rather than out uh, where everyone can see you. So, then we take him to the secret place, bury
3: him in the garden.
1: So all four of you are on the ship. I'll, do you have anything you need to discuss before the the next day? We found a witness.
2: A witness to what?
3: Here, you guys want to talk to? Do you want to talk to him? Okay. So they, they, these are the ones who you actually got? talk. He's uh, I think he was like a security guy.
1: Not a security guy. Uh, what did you do again? I was. I worked in the orbital communications array. That's right. And what he'll do is he'll he'll regale the, the two of you with the same story that he told, Carapace and Wildstrike, uh, that he was privy to a conversation between Quickswitch and uh, then-junior-administrator uh, Reutengens. So, ironically,
3: this might be like a smoking gun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> I resemble that remark.
3: I represent that remark. <laughs> So, but he Not has right. a, he has a recording of it in his own memory, I guess. Um, I don't recall if he had access to.
4: Well, Pythagoras will just stick a plug in and and download it.
3: Do you mean if I just download your soul? Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> Can you make me a copy? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll burn it onto a CD. <laughs> Whoa, hey, watch where you stick that plug, there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just met. You gonna buy me dinner first? And Suddenly he's Brooklyn.
3: <laughs> it, this is this is why I don't want to turn into the gun. <laughs> My personality is a complete one eighty. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Brooklyn showing.
2: <laughs> Nikki, you uh, you okay to testify here? As I as I told the
1: the two of you, as long as you get me off world, I will testify for you.
2: Well, it's a pretty big ship. I'm I'm sure we could get you on board. Oh yeah. Any other thoughts, Adam, or anybody else? No, I think we got it uh, pretty well tied up. I mean, we made uh, some good uh, arguments against their evidence, and uh, we presented some uh, good stuff uh, today. Uh, I think tomorrow should uh, just about wrap it up. Things are looking good for you, Magnum, and I'm not sure you're coding it. No, sir. Thank you very much.
1: All right, so you're planning on on having hardtop come up. Yep. Are you planning on having Nico Nico come up? Yes, Nico. Uh, uh, yes, um, Nico. And video testimony of the battle.
2: Yep. And at that point, we'll present the uh, uh, the crystal back to the court.
3: Do you All want right. me? Do you want me to be holding that?
2: Yes. Uh, don't want anybody else holding that. And Wild Strike, you got his back for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nico. Nico, you are you are not leaving our site.
1: You guys can go ahead and give me a wisdom check or a profession lawyer check, please.
2: There we go. You got a uh, 21
4: for wisdom. That's good, because I need it. So that would be 17 total so far.
1: What is your final total there?
4: Is anyone else helping?
2: No. Who else could help, Mike? All right, boys. Pointing up the wisdom. Plus four. E. Nice. Uh, i check.
3: I have a 19 plus zero, so that is 19, so I guess that's plus two.
4: So that makes me a 22.
1: 22. All right, you two. With that roll and with those aids, uh, both of you can easily tell that... You think you might need one more piece of evidence to, to help kind of present uh, to your case. Uh, if you remember, what happened was uh, the prosecution put uh, five pieces of evidence forward and th- you guys were able to kind of minimize two of them. So in order to break even, you would have to present five pieces and if they minimize two, you'd be... even, uh, if they minimize less or something like that, then you'd be in a better situation. And you remember from last time that uh, it is not a good idea to present the binding crystal to the court if the courtroom is not on your side yet. So,
3: not, but all, all pieces of evidence are not equal. Like, you know, giving us like, oh, here's a video that may or may not be him. It's not the same thing as here's literally a video of the bad guy talking to... Corrupted politician. Who's is that guy? Dead? I can't remember. Was the the person that Quick Switch was talking to that gave him the I don't like think the, he's dead. The security clearance. Like, is he in, is he in this room? Because, like, I thought that like he might be in this room or something. Like, because there was a guy who like yelled at everybody and was just like like settle down. Like, so I guess we should roll culture checks because no one knows what we're talking about. I so. will try to assist. I, right. Right. I will aid another. I'll and a culture check? I will. I will do the check itself. Can Nico uh, help us aid because he's actually from this planet?
6: Yeah,
1: I'll go ahead and roll up that roll that up for you. Yeah. Why not?
3: I add plus two. Uh,
2: I also add plus two.
0: Plus four from me.
2: Nico will give you a plus two. So what you got there, Matt? Forty three. Why do I bother? Right.
3: <laughs> With that, you know what his what flavored lip gloss he likes to wear.
1: <laughs> Cinnamon.
2: <laughs> uh, no, it's lemon lime. I don't know why, but it is. Just likes having that sour sour purse lip uh, duck face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Royton Ginz, back in the day, was a junior administrator, an up-and-coming junior administrator, and a damn fine one. Hmm, handsome boy. He is currently an administrator within the the uh, kind of like the the Ministry of Culture. One of his uh, his descendants, uh, named Alexia Gins, is the current head of the Ministry's museum building. Uh, and as you're you're kind of researching all of this, you figure out that the guy who interrupted the courtroom named uh, Skull Nagel is the descendant of a fella named Taizul Nagel. Taizul was in charge of the ministry building during the theft. I believe you guys found, uh, figured that out last time. Yeah. Uh, but what you find out now is that Reutengins was put in charge of the ministry of the specifically of the ministry museum right after the theft Taizul nagel was uh, pretty much like tossed out as being the one responsible for allowing the theft to happen and he was replaced by roitgens and roitgens has used his influence over the last 200 years to climb up the the ministry of culture uh, to be very very high up within its uh, its administrative structure Huh. After about 50, 60 years or so, he placed one of his uh, descendants there, Alexia Gins, as the current head of the Ministry Museum building.
2: So, could it be said possibly that this whole thing was a political ploy to uh, uh, give advantage to an, an ally of Quickswitch? Certainly could. And would that count as our, our additional piece of evidence?
1: Uh, if you want to start kind of pushing it towards uh, towards him, then yeah,
2: I yeah, think you could uh, do that. Conspiracy should be a, a pretty uh, pretty strong argument there, considering all that we found out so far.
4: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, let me get this straight. Um, um, so the guy quick quick meets with this guy over this illegal arms deal, and then theft happens, and that helps this guy politically replace the other guy. Because of right. the theft, and then he basically yeah. his family line basically goes up the ladder as a result up to the present day.
1: That is right. And the original
4: guy is still alive?
1: Yes, yes, he is still alive. He is uh, he is you know pretty high up in the uh, the government right now. He must be pretty old at this point, though. I can't
4: remember if he was a, a bot or, or an organic.
1: He was organic, but don't forget that a lot of the organics in in Scarvix do live for quite a, a long time too.
2: Mm. So.
4: But we just had Old Man Jenkins the last time, so
2: yep, <laughs> he he was old. All right, All right, that's interesting. Let's get let's get to the uh, unmasking. Let's go. Before we turn in for the night, I will uh, head out for a short time and take care of the few things I need to take care of, and then return.
3: Does Sweet Spot require an escort?
2: Uh, no, not this time. It, it's just going to be a quick little. Quick little something. So,
3: absolutely, he
4: does.
2: Okay. <laughs> Depends on what kind of escort you're talking about. Hey, 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 hey. I'm working here. Oh, so you're being paid as the escort. I see. No time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs>
5: Welcome back for day three of the trial of Scarvix versus Magnum of Cybertron. Today is the day that Magnum may present arguments in defense of his actions. Without further ado, Magnum and Sweet Spot, you may have the floor. I don't want the floor. You will take the floor. I have my own floor.
2: It means uh, we, we, we have the ability to speak. Oh, okay. Don't worry, let Pythagoras and I do most of the talking. You just sit there The, the
1: comes up to you with a piece of floor. <laughs> just hands it to you.
2: You're not helping our argument here. <laughs> Go away now, son, you're bothering me. If it please the court, I will call uh, Pythagoras to the stand. And Pythagoras heads on up to the
1: witness stand. Magnum transforms back into his dollhouse mode. <laughs> Pushes the little bench over. <laughs> Climbs up onto the stool. Climbs up onto the stand. Throws a few phone books down. The bailiff brings over the stool again. <laughs> Sets it on top of the chair.
2: I <laughs> uh, come over and lean on the, uh, lean on the witness uh, stand here. Uh, your name, sir, is Pythagoras Q. Cutie, is it not? <laughs> uh, it is. Canon now. It's part of the courtroom dialogue now. (laughs) Pythagoras, if I may call you Pythagoras. Sounds like a good idea. (laughs) In terms of how you came across uh, Magnum's form over there, before you two had combined for the very first time, could you uh, tell us the state he was in? Yes, I first
4: met him on Junkion. He was stranded there and he was very injured. He looks like he'd been there for quite some time. He was stuck in his alt mode, and his, most of his memory, his brain module, had been destroyed.
2: You are a bit of a, uh, not a doctor, per se, but uh, you are well-versed in the, the physical attributes of bots, are you not?
4: Yep. Yes, I actually am um, medically, medically qualified
2: as a doctor and surgeon, and, and have done a lot of study. So your uh, your assessment upon finding, dear Mister Magnum, over there in the state he was in, uh, what percentage of his uh, brain box would you say was left intact? I would say
4: ten percent at the most. Uh, he was essentially absorbing radio waves and transmissions and just sort of storing them away. But uh, he didn't couldn't remember who he was or
2: really anything and most of his original personality was gone too. So in your assessment then, the 10% that was remaining was not enough to even capitulate a, a fraction of his former self, his former personality, thoughts, memories, etc. Exactly. I mean, that's required the rather radical
4: radical joining of us as a, as a team. As a headmaster team, to be able to make him function at all, basically to replace, until we're able to basically replace a memory module inside inside
2: of him to to function for future memories. And uh, but, how is that work progressing? If I'm, I mean, understand. he's he's fully functional right now, um, but
4: at this point. But I mean, most of his memories are going to be from after his recovery. I mean, there might be little tiny bits left over, fragmentary, but I mean. I don't know what kind of brat he was back before then. I didn't know him before then. So,
2: So you basically had to rebuild his mind for
6: him. Objection. Relevance, Your Honor.
5: Overruled. The court will allow this line of questioning.
2: Uh, actually, Your Honor, I was just about finished. So, you had, uh, pretty much rebuilt his mind for him? Yes, yes. Um, and... He sort of he ended up with the personality
4: he has is a great deal of the only the information that was left from his trans the the transmissions made up a great deal of his personality that going forward. I had no idea what he was like before then, so but at this point right. he has a fully working memory module, it's just not in his head anymore. But it, most of not, most of that is rebuilt
2: completely. Alright. Thank you, Pythagoras. I have no further questions, your honors. Your witness.
6: Mr. Pythagoras, is it?
4: Pythagoras.
6: That is what I said, Pythagoras. No,
4: no, Pythagoras.
7: <laughs>
6: yes, yes, that is what I said, Pythagoras. <laughs> anyway, let me understand this. You are claiming that we via accusing of this crime, has no memory of committing it?
4: I would say he doesn't. I mean, it might there might be phantoms of fragments, but the thing is, it wasn't necessarily him anyway. Whether it was him, whether it was that body or not that committed the crime, which has not been established, the bot that is alive now is not the same person that was alive in that body back then.
6: Very well, Your Honors. I will remind the cult that ignorance of the crime is no excuse. That is all I have. No further questions. No further questions. Uh,
2: uh, objection, clarification. <laughs> the uh, ignorance of the law does not uh, prevent one from having to obey it. Ignorance of the crime is a deep seated mental problem that I'm sure uh, <laughs> there are treatments for.
6: I am done with <laughs> you. <laughs> we can't actually offer
4: scans and if we need to, although he was going to do a scan anyway. So, mm-hmm. oh, was that part of it? Doing the scan? They were gonna do a medical scan of him yesterday. Remember? Oh yeah, we had to like have the have the whole thing set up. I usually use that as an XP seven. It's because that will re- since it's the truth, it will show his reconstructed memory core. All right, uh, I'll let you do that then. All right, thank you, sweet spot. All right, uh, uh, your honor, the the next evidence I would like to. Uh, present is actually taken from the medical scan that was done yesterday and um, it's in, in conjunction with the previous testimony and this is a he'll do a, a projection or a presentation or whatever it is of the technical schematics of the memory core in his torso and you should they should be able to and it'll highlight the little bit that was there before and all the, the reconstruction part of it Hopefully, in a way that's obvious to non technical people.
5: This will be allowed into evidence. Madam Prosecutor, you may call any of it into question if you wish.
6: No questions needed, Your Honor.
5: It'd be sort
4: of silly to argue against the scan that they insisted on the previous (laughs) (laughs) day. That they yeah, did ex- exactly
1: <laughs> we suck it's wrong <laughs> and that's exactly why that she's not arguing about it uh you get the sense that like she was like, it, it, that was pretty much just to to force you guys to do it rather than any compelling evidence on on her part because if you were willing to do it then then she would have then likely there's no problems with it yeah yeah, yeah. so it was,
4: it was like we had to, right. we had to comply to look to, to look above board. But it turned out to be useful.
1: I want you two to give me a diplomacy check.
2: Alright, gonna give me a hand here. I got 27 myself. And plus two gives me a 29. 29 certainly beats
1: my diplomacy role. So you believe that uh, the courtroom is taking this evidence very, very well. Uh, the idea that uh, Magnum's original head being destroyed is a, uh, a very compelling piece of evidence. Uh, you don't believe that they're able to, or that the prosecution was able to cast enough doubt on it in order to, uh, to, to cause any problems for you.
2: Go, sweet spot. I'll uh, get up and move over here for a quick second. Hey, Wild strike. Mm-hmm. See if you can uh, kind of take an observation of uh, the crowd in the galley. And just let me know how things are going for us between sessions of, you know, presenting the evidence. Well, i make sure that we present the right thing at the right time, if you know what I mean.
0: I gotcha. I'll keep an eye out.
2: And I'll get back to the desk. Quick as Which is pretty quick because you are a sweet spot. Of
1: course.
6: Objection, Your Honor. He is leaving the bar.
1: Pythagoras will turn around and he'll be already,
4: I'm be already there. I'm back. It's like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, continue on, uh, number two.
2: All right. All right, uh, yes, number two. What was, what was number two? I can tell you, but it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you should, have gone, you should have before we started the trial. <laughs> I was nervous. <laughs>
1: I can't go when I'm nervous. I can't go with everyone looking at me.
2: <laughs> what kind of restroom did you go to? It's in the robing room. This is not a restroom.
1: <laughs> Wait, this isn't a restroom?
2: <laughs> Clearly you need new signs. <laughs> Somebody needs to do visual Quick, put,
1: put the oil pan back in. <laughs> totally gross.
4: Agress will go out and push his stool out there again. Um, next witness, I call Mr. Nyko.
2: I'll run over here and open up the uh, the little gate door for him. Mr.
1: Nyko, is this your name? That's correct. Uh, yes, my my name is Nyko. Yes.
4: So, uh, yes. were you a communications officer about a hundred years ago? 200 you years ago
1: that is correct I worked in the orbital communications array yes
4: so as a worker in the orbital communications array you your your job was to handle important communications coming from all
1: over the place uh, that's correct I routed diplomatic calls through off-planet communication uh, yes all right so as uh, as part of
4: your job, at, um, about 200 years ago, did you uh, ever hear communication from a bot named Quickswitch?
1: That is correct. I, I did hear that. I, I did see that communications as I was routing it through. Who was he speaking to? Uh, his rank has changed, but it was then-Junior Administrator Reutengens.
4: And, uh, this is current at, what, culture, Minister of Culture, Reutengens?
1: Uh, that is, that is correct.
6: Objection! And, what does Administrator Reutengens have to do with this? Oh, is this bot Kvick switch for this matter?
4: Well, if you wait and see, you'll find out. But, uh, this, <laughs> this, uh, this line of questioning is, is heading towards a possible, the possible real culprit of this threat, of this, uh, of this theft. And uh, as if someone else is, is primarily responsible for this theft, my client can't
1: be. And with that statement, you hear the courtroom kind of, like, get a buzz. Like, wait, wait, but it's, it's like someone else was responsible? It's like, like wait, what, what does Roydingas have to do with this? And you can kind of hear, like, the hubbub uh, coming out from that statement.
2: What's the hubbub, bub?
1: <laughs> What's the bub hub, rub?
2: <laughs> do not Google
1: so. that.
4: <laughs> So, what was the uh, content of this conversation?
1: I heard, and, and when he starts talking about this, you can kind of see him getting a, a, a little scared, almost like he's kind of looking back and forth a little bit. Like he's—he's—you can tell he's really nervous to to be here and to, to be giving this testimony. Uh, but he will go through like the the whole story that that he went with. Uh, he went through with you guys. He'll tell them all about uh, the the whole conversation between Quick Switch and Reutengins. Uh, and like, the more and more he talks, like the more the, the kind of murmur from the, the crowd is getting uh, a little bit louder. Wildstrike and Carapace, I would like the two of you to make a perception check. Uh,
3: Ten plus
1: nine is 19.
0: Uh, 26 for Wildstrike.
1: The two of you are scanning the crowd. In the back section, the back gallery... Uh, second from the right you see Administrator Breitengens. I imagine the two of you have uh, uh, took a look at like, photos of him during your, uh, your research last night and as you're scanning the crowd now you see him in the back row at the, the back gallery there
3: hey do you see that guy back there? I don't know, uh. do I? Do we, did we both? I'm sorry?
1: I will say that Wildstrike noticed it, uh, you did not, because there's a lot of like, like commotion sure. and stuff going on right now. But once he points them out, I can verify it. Oh, yeah. Now that you have a, a somewhere to look. So that's what you two notice. All right, that's very awkward.
3: Yeah, I had a feeling that might happen. Yeah,
4: well, it would be it would be a big surprise for someone that important to be here. All right, so he will continue um, after he's done. Would you say that the failure of the previous administrator to stop this theft was a made, was the political opening that has helped Reutinger and his family descend to higher echelons of importance in the administration.
6: Objection! You are speculating about administrator's political ambition. This has nothing to do with the case.
4: Um, it goes to motive, Your Honor, and uh, I'm not speculating at all. I mean... Was the previous administrator replaced by Roetengar immediately following the theft? We can call for documentation if we have to.
0: I'm going to send a comm over to Sweet Spot. Hey, Sweet Spot. Up in the back behind the tribunal. Roetengar's there.
2: That is Rotengar isn't it? All right. Keep your eye on, on him for uh, reactions to anything in particular. We we'll want make sure uh, if we're ruffling feathers... We know we're ruffling feathers.
5: <laughs> Sustained. Magnum is on trial here, not Administrator Reuttingens. Even if that was the cause of the Administrator's political gains at the time, it is not relevant to Magnum's guilt. It's, o- uh-huh.
2: it's okay. You can actually back off. We already got, got it out there and got people talking and thinking yeah. about
5: it. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, that's really what we've gotten as far as we wanted to anyway. You're right. It's okay to back off. Alright, um,
4: leaving the administrator aside and focusing on Quick Switch again, I would like to play you this recording of the conversation that happened between the real criminal, Quick Switch. And he will play that, that recording that we have. Okay. And he won't mention the administrator again in this, this bit since they don't
1: want him to. Uh, go ahead and make a diplomacy check.
3: I'll be aiding you this time. I'm gonna keep a close eye on the uh, the guy who's being accused uh, while, they, while the while the tape is happening. Because when like you know we hear his voice and see him, he's gonna react. So just I just yeah. want to say I'm specifically watching for that. Yeah, plus six plus six to your roll, twenty
4: two total. Because I'm doing lousy on my uh, lawyer rules today. Twenty two total.
2: Twenty two as a standalone roll, isn't, isn't that bad? And twenty two after it all being added together. All right learn how to take a damn compliment will you
1: <laughs> with the 22 the courtroom seems to be really split on this right now some people are like look at, specifically looking towards Reitengens, and you know kind of look like a questioning look others are like they're looking at you and they look kind of angry and it's like like how dare you you accuse an administrator uh, undermining of, their of this
2: their government uh-huh.
1: yeah you think that you, you did get through to, to some of this, uh, but not as, as many as you could have. All right. Well, I mean,
4: this is what you call supporting evidence, that it
2: doesn't necessarily really make a point it's totally on its own. The defense we'd like to call hot up to the stand. Could you say your name for the courtroom, please? One time? One time only? Hardtop of the Corvax Plateau. What is your occupation, sir? I'm a bounty
1: hunter. The best bounty hunter.
6: Objection! Mm -hmm.
5: That's speculation. (laughs) Sustained.
2: (laughs) I'll lean in and say I believe you at least. Mr. Hardtop, could you uh, tell us about your last bounty? In particular, the, the bounty for Magnum?
1: Certainly. I found him on Cybertron a few months ago, and after getting in a fight with him and the uh, three of you, uh, I was able to broker a deal where he would come along quietly.
2: Could you uh, specifically name the others when you said uh, the three of us?
1: That would be yourself and two of the bots over in the... Uh, the gallery. Uh, uh, Wild Strike, I believe his name is, and Carabus, The big bot and the less big bot.
2: <laughs> 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 the sleep the bot. Very well. So uh, you had uh, encountered us while trying to collect your bounty, and uh, we gave some resistance, did we not? That is correct. You fought tooth and nail. Uh, at what point uh, did the fighting stop, though? Do you recall?
1: My partner was maglifting uh, uh, my our bounty here, Magnum, up off the planet, and I believe it was Carapus who shot a grappling hook into Magnum, and we were having a tug of war. Uh, and to avoid damaging the bounty, uh, we we uh, stopped fighting and started talking. That's a spin. Yeah, and and that's the kind of vibe you
2: get, too He's kind of just spinning it a little bit to make himself look better Uh, Do you recall uh, the topic of that conversation, in general?
1: Uh, If I recall correctly, Magnum claimed that he had no memory of the crime
2: Okay, but he was your bounty Weren't you going to just collect him anyway? I was What changed your mind?
1: Well, all of you were in the middle of some government work on Cybertron, and I realized that if I uh, put put myself against one of the representatives of the government of Cybertron, it would not go well for me in the long term. So I graciously allowed you some time to complete your mission before the bounty would be collected
2: sick of sweet spot (laughs) so what you're saying is you actually placed an amount of trust in Magnum I placed a tracking device on him so I could always keep an eye on him that's a modicum of trust not taking him directly into custody
6: objection leading the witness
2: I withdraw
1: um, Wildstrike and Carapace, uh, the two of you are keeping an eye on uh, Reutengens, and you can see that he is making a, uh, a call on his communicator. Ooh. Uh, and it looks like he's kind of like, like gathering his stuff together. You know, because these are organics; they have coats and and what have you. So it looks like he's gathering his stuff up.
0: He's ready to leave.
1: Uh, do you two want to do anything while uh, Sweet Spot's continuing the yeah. questioning?
0: Uh, Carapace, why don't you stay here and keep an eye on him. I'll try to sneak out and go
3: around. Okay, do we want to tell uh, Magnum to scan uh, the call and see what he's saying? Yeah, If he can, yeah.
2: He is already in his uh, in his alt mode. Right,
3: that's why I figured it wouldn't be a, a stretch. Nothing <laughs> <You> better to
2: <laughs> do than ponder, ponder your fate. <laughs>
1: Okay, Magnum, you go ahead and reach out your ear uh, scanners in that direction and you can clearly tell there is no comm signal going into his device at all. He's faking. Oh.
4: Well, I will let them know that. His poem's off, guys.
3: It's malarkey. It's
4: his excuse to leave.
3: I'll make a, an aid another with a stealth check to, to help uh, him leave the room by drawing, a, drawing attention to, to myself. You know. Okay. Go ahead and roll up stealth. He, rever-
4: he reverses its attention deflectors and they turn into attention attractors. <laughs>
3: right. uh, so that's a <laughs> little sparklers
4: go off, flags,
3: whistles. So that's, you know. twenty-six. So plus four.
0: <laughs> so thirty-two for stealth. You just that
2: one guy in the courtroom with the extra loud cough and stifle. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> and that guy's ten feet yeah. tall.
1: With a thirty-two, you think you can uh, you can sneak out? So yeah, you uh, you go ahead and. Excuse yourself, past the Nyko. Uh, Nyko looks a little concerned that uh, that you're you're leaving him, and his his escort is getting smaller. But you make it, and you get to the outer uh, hall.
0: Yeah, I want to make my way around as quick as possible to the other side.
1: Okay, jet mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Cancel <laughs> gonna that. I'm just really going to turn into a
0: jet where I am and fly across the courtroom. <laughs> I'm just going to ram right into him. You're staying here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright sweet spots uh, your com- one of your companions is leaving what do you want to do
2: what do you even know though I'm in the middle of uh, yeah, he might doing know. this thing I really can't have a, a side conversation while I'm having a conversation or can I he also rolled a 32 <laughs>
3: no. so he might not even notice yeah
2: really? yeah I definitely wouldn't notice shit just rolled a 11 for my perception yep that's a one on the die <laughs> uh, anyway, so, hard top, uh, after you made your intentions clear and uh, Magnum had told you that uh, he had no memory of it, uh, did he seem like he intended to get to the bottom of it and wanted to cooperate fully with you to do so?
1: That was my impression. No yes. further
2: questions, Jonas. All right, let's go
1: ahead and make a, a diplomacy check. All right. See if you can convince the courtroom of your intent on this one. Were you uh, were you helping
2: out at all? Yes you were. Yep. So that would be a thirty-six altogether? S- plus six. Plus six. Three. Yeah. Thirty-six Two. there. hmm I'll lean over to uh, to Magnum in this swarm. Wait to look like a uh, uh, way to look like the victim here. Good job. Um uh, thanks. Good job. I'm
4: convinced. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, you feel that uh, you've kind of uh, you've kind of introduced a little bit of doubt into the the courtroom on this one. It's like if he was really guilty, why didn't he just run? Why didn't he right. go ahead and, and try to escape? Had the perfect chance to. Exactly. So you can hear like the the murmuring is getting like, oh yeah, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Why 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 would he willingly come here? Yeah, innocent people don't run. And that, on top of the testimony from yesterday, too, when when he said that he, you know, he came back willingly to to face this once he realized it was going on. So, yeah. You uh, get the sense that uh, that kind of worked for you. All
2: right. right. We're just about ready for you there, Capus wild strike you
1: uh go ahead and make your way kind of down the hallway it takes you a a moment or so to kind of locate where the galleries will open up and where they'll they'll empty out uh and you realize that okay you need to find a way uh upstairs and you are gonna try and get uh kind of to the second floor and to where the exit of the the gallery is um so we'll go with a uh, uh, perception check as you're kind of trying to find your way around this building because it's a pretty maze-like okay. building. So let's uh, start with
0: that. Twenty-eight for perception. Boom! That's where it is. Oh, it's right there. <sighs> yep, it's labeled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way up to the second floor, up the uh, the staircase, and as you're heading down the hallway, you notice that on the back side of the the gallery, there are a uh, a couple of guards kind of in in the hallway. Uh, so how do you want to approach this?
0: So like beyond this door here on the other side?
1: So not right next to the doors, but like it, in the hallway themselves. Um, like that right. or I'll so.
0: I'll just ignore them. I it, want to wait outside the doors for him to come out.
1: Right. Well, what I'm saying is you will you have to like pass by the guard to get yeah, to I'll the door. Yeah, pass by him. Ah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, sorry, buddy, this is a restricted area, VIPs only, administration staff.
0: Yes, I'm a staff for the defendant.
1: Go ahead and make me a bluff check.
3: Uh 30. Ooh, natural 20, nice.
0: <laughs> that was <Yep>. the app. <laughs>
3: <easy. laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. No one's wow. ever said Damn. that before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, wow. All right. All right. All Usually all right. we just have to start fighting.
1: I've rolled a 26. It's not good enough wow. to beat that. What? Good, good job, Wild Strike. What, a perceptive guard? I know, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of nonsense is
3: this? An intelligent guard? I, didn't I see don't know. That. I didn't give see that, that guy come.
0: a
1: raise.
3: You're wearing a sheet. <laughs>
1: Alright, I'm not really supposed to do this, but you seem like you're on the up-and-up here. Thank you.
2: Proceed.
0: And I'll continue on. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. Alright. That All right. guy needs a name and a recurring <laughs> role. Yeah. 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 yeah, Maybe we should recruit him.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, he's gonna lose his job All after right. letting him through, so... <laughs>
3: <laughs> so need We to know he's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> be needed.
4: He's <laughs> gonna be on the job market.
1: All right, back to the courtroom here. What do you want to do, guys? I guess this is this is, this is the
2: grand finale. your the evidence of our fight, and then presentation of the thing. In one fell swoop, I think you can do this. You can All do right. it. All right, go get him, Pythagoras. You don't man. have this. I don't have
4: the slickness that Sweet Spot does, but uh, give it a shot. For our final piece of evidence, uh, Your Honor, I would like to present this, uh, compilation of, uh, video evidence. The context for this is that, uh, recently there was a battle aboard the Steelhaven on the Cybertron. Quick Switch, aforementioned Quick Switch, was actually plotting a rebellion against the government, funding and controlling a terrorist organization. We have all the evidence. This has been logged in the criminal records of Cybertron. And uh some of the the bots here were part of the team that eventually put put a stop to him, including Magnum. Uh this is some recording of the final battle and a conversation with Quickfish, which which before he was killed at the end of the battle. And then they will play the sort of uh best hits of everyone different everyone different recorders to sort of show the battle from a cinematic point. And get uh, Quickswitch's uh, speech in there. If we can cut out the part about how he sent Magnum to go get the thing, that would be good.
3: <laughs> I think he should put it in there. Oh yeah, you think? I mean, it's. I mean, one, if they don't, they're going to look through this evidence. Full transparency. Yeah, full transparency, and like the fact that he's just like, yeah, I hired the previous person and then killed the head. You know? Yeah,
2: he okay. admits to right. killing him. That's true. Deploying okay. his head off. It just I mean, helps you see kids. that the
4: fact that Magnum has no idea right. what he's talking
2: about. Oh.
1: You play the video, it goes through the the whole thing, you see all of the the events of the on the Battle of Steelhaven. And towards in the, the, the gallery here is watching with uh, with rapt attention. Like every you, you have like all eyes on this video right now. And I kind of like the murmuring and like, like as you're going through it, too, like you notice a couple of like the, the people in the gallery kind of like start to cheer a little bit. It's like, yeah, yeah, you did. It's like, boom, take a look. It's like because this is like big epic action adventure that's being played on screen for them right now. Probably
4: lot more excited than most of the things they see in court anyway.
1: Yeah, you get towards the end once uh, all of you combine into uh, alloy, and you see uh, Quickswitch take that final shot against you while he's being held by the the guard. You get, you smash the guard, grab Quickswitch, and all throughout this, he's he's admitting like all the things that he did to you and to to all of you. And when you finally do that last hit and you pin him down in strike, your arm comes down and, boom, hits him that one last time. A couple of the, the, the gallery like, kind of cheers, like, Yeah, boom, get him! <laughs> 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 Fuck that guy! <laughs> and then the camera falls on, on uh, the five of you looting his body, or, or I should say examining his body, and it, on the body, you pick up what is clearly the binding crystal right off of him. And once that happens, like you, you hear these gasps and like, <gasps> like everyone recogni- everyone in the courtroom that's, recognizes exactly what it is. That's it. Carapace, you head on over to the 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 opening here into the the bar and start heading into the uh, onto the witness stand. And as you're doing this, you're noticing. Uh, Reutengens has finished packing up his stuff, and he is kind of making his way out, uh, towards, uh, the door. Okay, well... He's not gone through, but he is, he's certainly right up next to it. Well,
3: the fact that he's fleeing, I think, is going, is, is going to be good for us. I ask you guys, in, like, you know, in our comms, like, you know, uh, where should I place this thing for maximum effect? Like, on the, the desk of the prosecutor, in front of the judges in the middle of the room to make the pineapple like the, you know, like that nice little epicenter. Like I'm, I'm bad with aesthetics. (laughs) So,
4: uh, I would say Carapace, you probably just go up and go up and put it on the the desk of the
3: uh, guy in charge. So, you know, so when I receive the signal, I'm going to get up and instead of doing like the, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, trying to like walk over everybody. I'm just going to like walk to the front and just step over the, the guard because it's, you know it's it's knee high <laughs> to me God so like, it's, it's nothing and then i'm going to very slowly and deliberately and without talking because i don't want to ruin this just walk up and while everybody's gasping and saying you know like rooting us on, and then approach the the tribunal and place the crystal on the on the, the desk, give a nod and go back to my seat and drop and drop the mic that i wasn't <laughs> using
1: <laughs> the video ends the lights come back up in the courtroom, and the first thing everyone sees is Carapace putting the binding crystal right in front of High Administrator Stanzamt. And we will see you next time.
7: <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> From the secret oh. files of Teletran 1, Nicely Empire on of Rust everyone. is written and GMed by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Candidate Sweet Spot, representative of Velocitron, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon Warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And Carapace, the beast soldier of Primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust, is supported by the humans and networks of planet earth whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music such as storyblocks zaslat blue zone and dark fantasy studios we are distributed by the transmissions podcast network stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the transmissions in your podcast app of choice You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the ruleset used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran One, signing off.